Welcome to American Dreams. My guest today is Dan Hammond. Dan, welcome to today's show. Alan, thank you so much for having me. So, Dan, you have a, an amazing entrepreneurial journey, and um, and and so as we're as we're going through your journey today and your pathway in life, uh, you know, I want to focus on some of the decisions that you made to bring you up to where you are today. And uh, I understand you lived out of this country for a period of time, uh, but but let's start at college and how you. Uh, how your journey started from the, the college days afterwards. So, Fantastic. So tried college a couple of times. Uh, it didn't take very well. Uh, I, I'm uh, definitely entrepreneurial in I like to learn in the way that I like to learn. Uh, I learn faster than a normal curriculum uh, and I get bored easily. So um, yeah, I, I more jumped into just getting into the business world and learning what I could learn. And as soon as I master something, I look for something else to master. So. That sounds like clearly an entrepreneurial mindset, which is, uh, that's consistent with uh, people that are always out there solving problems. Um, what, what problems were you drawn to in finding solutions for? Yeah, so um, really everything in life. I, I am... I mean, I'm, I am, I say my only fear in the world is running out of problems to solve. Uh, so I think I'm, I think I'm pretty safe the way the world's going these days, Alan, <laughs> but, uh, I really, I love challenge in life. I mean, uh, I, the worst thing for me is to have, you know, a job that never changes where the no curveballs come. So, uh, wherever I am and, you know, I, I, I quickly found that I would outgrow roles uh, fast enough. And so then I went into the military and even in the military where everybody is, you know, supposed to follow the rules, I would find ways to disrupt that and and find opportunities. And my leadership started trusting me with, OK, we have no idea what this is going to take. Let's just send Daniel and he'll go figure it out. And so I did a lot of that in the military. You know, it's interesting. Um you mentioned about in today's world, and uh, obviously we're going through a rapid amount of change. Uh, so people who are used to consistent environments are, are challenged, they're stressed, they're feeling a lot of anxiety. Um, what are some of the things that you are seeing today that are in, in great need to help people? Uh, that, yeah, fantastic question. So, um, I think at my core, uh, besides being a problem solver, I, I, I just love to be a, a servant. I like to make things better wherever I go uh, and, and leave that. I do that a lot by disrupting uh, bad thinking or, or incomplete thinking or, you know, when people are ignoring risks uh, that they can't see. Uh, I've done cyber exercises where I go in and make them feel what it's like to be ransomware so that they're starting to think through the process of, do I have everything in place to survive this? Uh, for employers, um, you know, with people quitting so much, you need to have an environment where people feel like they come to work to bringing their best self, which is appreciated, and where they can shine and help the organization grow to be a more significant uh, force for good in the world. And I think if you don't have those components, 
it makes it hard for people to get excited to go to work anymore. You know, it's it's interesting that what COVID started with on this this pandemic, and then we came out of COVID, and then some people were thinking, now we'll all go back to what we were doing before. And uh, the boys are like, no, we're not. We kind of like what we have now. <laughs> so the whole <laughs> concept of a business model is uh, is changed. In your in in your model, uh, let's let's delve into the type of customer that you deal with. Uh, what what is your I- ideal customer? First of all, yeah. So I have three three businesses uh, that I, that I do. Uh, so in in um, in my cybersecurity space, I really like to uh, have high with whatever I do. It, it needs to be high impact, uh, and so. Um, I love to work with leadership teams and help them think, are they thinking uh, properly about how to defend their company from cyber risk? Um, and so that's one piece. The second piece is uh, my partner and I wrote a book called Customer Driven Leadership. And there we're looking to transform 1,000 organizations with this servant leadership, entrepreneurial problem solving organizational model. It has uh, 27 years of experience behind it. It's 100x businesses in the past. And so for that, we're really looking for um, not the drowning entrepreneur that, you know, you just can't save without, you know, him taking you down with him uh, and and not the not the people who think they're the best at what they do and you can't teach them anything, but the struggling entrepreneurs the struggling business owners that have gotten to a point where they plateaued and they're not seeing the growth they used to see, they're stagnating. Uh, that's a, that's an ideal client for us there. And the, and the, the second one is, you know, the people who have mastered what they do and they're looking for, how can I build out new capabilities to better serve my clients and customers in new ways and uh, customer driven leadership really helps them grow to that next evolution, uh, next evolutional step of, of their organization and how it's served. And then the third thing is I do entrepreneurial consulting where I go into organizations that are building out new capabilities and help generate kind of blueprints and roadmaps of how to avoid specific risks and how to uh, find additional opportunities. Sometimes uh, they have a growth plan and, they, you know, if they just adjust a little way, they could double or triple or quadruple their in- impact. So, Dan, I want to circle back. We get we hit three businesses, business models in one breath. Okay, cyber. I'm complicated, guys. Uh, cybersecurity, though. Uh, you're going to come to me, and you're going to do a physical of my company to say, "Are you are you ready for this? Are you protecting? Are you adequately protected? Um, what's your process? Is there?" Is there a, 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 a first initial examination or fee, or and then is there a second stage of solutions for implementing what what is it what is that process? Yeah, be? no, fantastic. So um, that's how I started off, uh, Alan, and really as I as a joint strategic coach and started really understanding my unique ability. Uh, I'm trying to do less and less of what's outside my unique ability. So now I I prefer to work with a collaborative effort, somebody who provides cybersecurity services uh, so that when I go in and highlight all of these gaps, there's somebody who has the solutions that can serve that client. Uh, so 
I think that's a really, that's been a very good collaborative scheme for me. Um, I don't want to get into the weeds of what the solutions are. What I want to do is open the thinking and the pathways of, you know, would I pay a ransomware? And that's one of my favorite questions to ask. Would I pay a ransomware? And, you know, so many companies will say, no, I would, I wouldn't pay. And it's like, you wouldn't pay $1 to save your company, all its employees, all its jobs, all of the people you serve, you know, so you've got to really think and ask yourself hard questions. Um, and then if you would do it, do you even know how, would, how, how would you, you know, do you have a crypto wallet? Cause that's a step. Would you go through a third party to negotiate the price? Uh, those are the types of questions I like to ask so that, um, people just don't go in thinking, oh, well, no, nah, I never pay ransom. So there's, you know, 60% of medium and small businesses, uh, think that they wouldn't be hacked, but that's 60% are the ones that are hacked and 60% that are hacked don't survive. So. Okay. So what, what led, what led you into this problem that you then wanted to step and solve? There's a lot of people doing this right now, really hot area. And I'm trying to hone in on your differentiating model of how do you differentiate what you do versus the next guy who owns a cybersecurity company? Yeah. So there are a few good cyber exercise companies out there, but it's, it's actually fairly niche. Uh, there's, uh, you know, I, I came from a top 10 bank and I did it at industry level in front of secretary, uh, the secretary of the treasury, for example. And so, you know, uh, I think my credentials are that where, you know, I've never met anybody who has has the experience in cyber exercises that I do. And I, I really start with what's important to the client, you know, really that, you know, what are their dangers, strengths and opportunities and and deliver something that they don't. Under, I mean, they don't know what they need. And so that's up to me to to gauge where their need is and then help them successfully deliver the most impactful exercise I can to just um, really help them better understand the threat landscape. And, that, and that's really the sweet spot where I like to live. Okay, so it's more of a working on a strategic plan to get people protected, get companies protected. Yeah, see, see the gaps in, in where they are. The last exercise I did, um, you could see that the company that I was working with understood a lot of things at a very high level. And then they had areas where they had zero nothing working at all. So, you know, like, so that's something that they was revealed to them, right? Policy is important right? when you, so that you have something to fall back on and go, well, this isn't the way we do things here. You know, you can't have a, a single character password on protecting the system. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I think we're all getting familiar with dual factor authentications. It's important. Driving is crazy, but it is necessary today. So um, let's delve into the servant leader. Um, you know, a person comes to you and says, hey, Dan, I need help. Uh, what is a servant leader? I hear this phrase coined, and some of our past guests have come in as servant leader CEOs. Uh, what led you down this problem-solving and, you know, experiential uh, consulting service? So. Sure. Uh, well, I, I would say probably um, 
you know, I started my entrepreneurial journey right before COVID. And, um, you know, when you're trying to sell a service that not very many people understand in a pandemic, uh, there's not a lot of people buying. So one of the things that I did was invest in my own personal growth. I joined the John Maxwell team, became a certified coach, trainer, speaker. Uh, and that's a very servant leadership uh, focus. Um, and then really working uh, with uh, my partner, Ted, who's the co-author on customer-driven leadership and the uh, inventor of the system, um, it was really a good system for kind of inverting the hierarchy. So as the leader, you still set the vision for the company. You lay out the values of this is who we are and this is how we serve. But then you put yourself at the bottom where uh, everybody is evaluated by the people they serve. And so that as the senior leader, you get evaluated by everyone and everyone can weigh in and help guide that bigger vision that you have. Each team becomes a little entrepreneurial problem solving. You give them their own little, this is what you can do. This is what you can spend. These are the rules that you have to follow. Uh, but within that, you decide how to run your, the team. You let, you know, like for example, if I'm on a sales team, Maybe I'm not the, the salesman that goes out there and can capture all the big business, but maybe Daniel solves problems faster than anybody else on the team. So if everybody just channels all their problems to Daniel, he can solve those problems and let the other people do the closing. And, and then I'd say the biggest thing is incentivizing your teams uh, through a good program. And the thing I like about customer-driven leadership is the team is evaluated together. So we share a score. And so it's not, well, if I can steal an, a, a, you know, a client from Allen and land that client first, then I get more money. It's more, how can we work together to bring in the best clients for the company? Um, and so, and, and it's really, how can this company, this team on the company serve the next team in the company? It's all pre-negotiated. Uh, so there's no surprises. It's, it's all hard metrics. It's not, well, I feel like you're, uh, you know, a, a B plus this month. It's like, did you do it or did you not do what we agreed you would, would do? And then you get rewarded for that. Is, uh, is rewards measured by money or by something else? It, it depends on the organization. Uh, if it's an entrepreneurial organization, I would highly recommend, uh, you know, as your employees help deliver you bigger financial wins, sharing that back with the employees, it gives them a stake in seeing, wanting you to grow even bigger and bigger. But it also works in nonprofits and bureaucratic organizations. It could replace a standard uh, bonus structure, which I think does not function well in many corporate environments. Uh, also, uh, so there's other things like in a nonprofit, maybe, maybe the incentive is uh, more time to volunteer for things you're passionate about. Maybe it's FaceTime with leadership, uh, personal development opportunities, et cetera. Okay. Okay. And, and so then let's, let's jump into the book that you recently launched out, uh, Living Your Life with Purpose Focus. Uh, what, what inspired you to, to write your book? Yes. Yeah, so um, customer-driven leadership, is, uh, is really the system. Uh, and for me, uh, you know, one of my superpowers is I can break anything. And as I took a look at this program, I saw that for organizations, it helps them uh, self-correct, self-heal, and self-evolve. 
And so when I saw this uh, program, I told my partner, I said, the world needs this. And so, um, you know, I have always kind of felt like I'd write a book when I had the right story to tell. And so customer driven leadership was the first opportunity for me to tell a story that I thought was worthy of sharing with the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, how's the sales going so far? Um, we're, we're doing well. Uh, I would say, I mean, um, when it came out, we, we were, uh, I think number two, number three on, uh, Amazon. Uh, we have had, uh, probably at least 500 books go out. Um, but it's certainly something that we want to get into the hands of the right people, uh, who, who, who it resonates with, right. Who want to have those highly ethical organizations that are serving in an impactful way of the world that that's those are the people who we want to magnify i think if you're not highly ethical uh it sort of implodes on itself because um you know if you don't carry through with your promises to the system then the system uh, basically unravels you know if you're if your employees can't trust that you're going to do what you said you did then you know the whole the whole system just kind of falls apart. So Dan, when you're looking at your life at at the end and looking back, what do you see? Um yeah, I what I love about uh thinking about the future is uh it doesn't really have an end for me. I you know, I'm going to serve every day uh that I have uh and I look and uh seek out every day uh, new people to serve in new ways to help them. Uh, I love empowering people and leaving a legacy of their legacy uh, in the world. And so uh, it's not so much about me, but I just love to see people achieve new capabilities. And I'm going to do that until the day I'm gone. Love it. Well, Dan, I appreciate you being on today's show. And uh, how does a person reach out to you if they want more information, want to work with you on servant leadership or, or get your book. Sure. Yeah. Uh, definitely connect with me, uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, let me know where, where you saw me so I can, uh, share the appreciation there. Uh, and also, um, customer driven leadership.co uh, is a great place uh, to find my book and all, to also find, uh, our, our company and, and how we can help you be successful. And that's really we are not going to let you fail as long as you're willing to go all in. All right. Well, thank you, Dan. Appreciate you being with us.